Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate, sexy detail in an effort to help everyone lead better laid lives. And my guest today, I'm really excited to introduce to you. Welcome, Jenny. Hi. So can you pretty please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself so they have a little picture of who you are? My name is Jenny. I am 42. I identify as female and pronoun is she, her. And I am bisexual, have been all of my life. <laughs> and I don't know. What else do you want to know? Uh, are you kinky? Yes, incredibly kinky. <laughs> and I am like 100% through and through submissive. I've been asked like, oh, I, you know, in a sexual situation, like, oh, hit me. I'm like, eh, yeah, I, I feel don't you really want to at all. Please don't make me. And can you <laughs> say a little bit about like where you grew up and the part of the country 
No. I grew up in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. And moved around a bit, but landed back here, all my friends and family, so. Okay. And we are, in fact, recording this via Skype, even though we are both in Los Angeles, because we are all staying indoors. So can you tell us a little bit about how coronavirus is affecting your sex life? Let's start there. Super quarantined, sadly. Um, not able to work. Not able to... Oh, are we using explicit language? Oh, or? always. It always has to be. I always have to check the explicit box because even if we said it nicely, it's still very explicit content. Really bad potty mouth. So, cool to fuck. Um, no. Uh, so, I believe I know of one for sure sex party that's been canceled. Yeah. I mean, and a friend's birthday, and it was her, the wife, and it was his whole surprise that we were all going to be there, and it would evolved evolve into a big orgy and it's so sad for him but it'll happen again yes Um, and then just dick appointments you know it's like I just have to make do with my my you know one which is not a bad thing but (laughs) at all but a lot of disappointed you know people around town including myself totally okay so can you just Let's drop in there. So you are quarantined with a partner, but it sounds like you have other possible partners that are now disappointed that they're far away from you. I do. So I date a couple that are married and um, we had plans to actually attend a music festival, which is canceled as well. Right. So we would have seen each other. And, you know, we all have kids as well. So we're being super careful. And then just friends that I fuck that, you know, we had dates. I, I'm a planner, so I make dates far in advance. And, you know, it's like everything's canceled until further, further notice. So. Okay. So that sucks, but your life sounds like it doesn't suck in general. No. So can you, so it sounds like, do you identify as polyamorous? Yes. Or just open? Definitely polyamorous because of the couple that I date and my daddy and you know in the past there's been there's been other loves in my life Mm -hmm. but you know right now those are them great okay so I'm very curious to hear on all of that but I actually want to sort of wind back to the very beginning as we usually do and ask you what are your early memories around sex what's the first time you remember hearing about it and let's talk some early experiences okay I've been highly sexual my entire life, even before I really knew what that was, just I didn't really understand what was sexual. I just like my nether regions were like activated from an early age. (laughs) Like it's weird. And like, just like, I mean, I remember like at seven, eight, being at daycare and laying on top of my girlfriend, friend that was a girl Mm -hmm. in the bathroom. And that felt sexual or (laughs) so strange or peeing in a jar, like Mason jar in the shower and leaving it there and something about, and I don't even like, like that kind of play anymore. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just something about my vagina I knew it was a sex place Yeah, I felt very, I never felt shamed. I never felt like it was a bad thing. It just felt very like a function, like yeah. peeing or, you know, whatever it is, it felt like a function. Masturbating though, like with purpose, 
or to orgasm. <laughs> I guess like was late though. It was like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And then I lost my virginity at 14. So it was like, mm. up. <laughs> and did you get an early sex talk or any kind of sex talk? No, but mm-hmm. I was, I did have exposure to a lot of playboys. Specifically. Oh, really? Hustler, but like my friend down the street, like five or six, his, her uncle or someone had a shed in their backyard filled <laughs> with pornography and my girlfriend and I would just go back there and like look through and then all through my up until my teen years my stepdad always had hustlers and playboys by the toilet in my mom's room oh my god how old were you like five or six but now I mean that's so and it's so I'm 42 Mm -hmm. so uh, you know I'll go out with someone who's you know I'll speak with someone who's 20 something and I'm like how did you find out about all this? And they're like, uh, yeah, the internet. The internet. Yeah. 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 Like, this was like, Ooh, playboys. That's I how I was exposed, you know, early on. And yeah. then, you know, like DVDs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Um, can I ask, have you had sex talks with your kids? Are they old enough for that? Or yes, I have a 14 year old and we, he has a girlfriend and we, you know, we, uh, I've really fostered an open, uh, you know, a lot of open conversation with him and a lot of trust and just a straightforwardness, not with all the details, but definitely yeah. sex positive household. And, you know, just let him know that, you know, this is a natural thing and, you know, use protection and consent and all that stuff. So, and it was, you know, I didn't feel like they're his dad was as capable of having that honest conversation with him. Yeah. So I was a little nervous, but it went very well. And neither of us were awkward and it was really beautiful. It was a shining moment in parenthood for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. So for yourself, when you started having, or when you started having sex, masturbating, which is a form of having sex. So when you started masturbating, was that related to the pornography shed? You said it was 12. No, so I guess you discovered the shed. Really, awesome. I'm thinking of it as a pornography shed now. Uh, I don't so it would have been years later because you said you found that when you were like five, six, and then you didn't start masturbating until later. So where did you get the idea to masturbate? I mean, you know, at, at some point I was exposed to like DVDs. Uh. Um, and I know... And it's like, where did I get, I know specifically there's one DVD and I actually thought I kept it. And I was like madly going through my mementos yesterday. Like, what was that fucking DVD? (laughs) And I remembered it was so, it was so eighties. It was called aerobics girls or something and like big hairy bushes. And so it comes in and she's like, ladies, I'm going to teach you how to eat pussy. Like that. Amazing, and it was like, I like, I wonder. <laughs> I love that, <laughs> and that was really like. I mean, I masturbated to that DVD for years, years. That's and, amazing. Um, there was something about like the instructional value of it, and then you know, just ladies in general. I just, I loved it. I, st- I wish I had it. I'm so bummed. Oh I looked God. so hard yesterday. <laughs> um, amazing, but uh, I. Um, 
I, I, what was the question again? Sorry. Oh yeah. No, it was just about discovering masturbation and then, you so, know, I'm curious I, to know how that then moved into sex, but I'm, but I'm also curious to hear the details of your masturbation and like what your current is, maybe how you started. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't really know, you know, I never had a sex talk. I didn't, you know, I knew the like biology of being a woman, but I didn't understand like the, the clitoris was, you know, a bunch of nerve endings or what penetration, like what the goal was. So there were a lot of like, not fruitful explorations into like sticking shit into myself, right. you know, like, yeah. and I'm like, why doesn't that feel good? You know, it's like, I do. Well, it's your pinky, you know, it's not going to do anything. And then um, I got a like Clarisonic thing for my face. Oh, yeah. Vibrated really yeah. well. But yeah. I didn't understand the logistics. So it would take me like an hour to, and then I discovered the bathtub and that was amazing. I took lots. I was so clean, (laughs) so clean, so clean. So, uh, yeah, lots of baths. What do you do in the bath specifically? Cause I sometimes actually have a really hard time coming in warm water if we're talking about orgasms. But like, I know some people will put their lady parts up against the running water. And so I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got some big eyes. Totally up like full on butt to the like drain. Yeah, yeah. Like probably a little extra. And legs up the wall, like just running water into my vagina, which probably like not only stimulated my clitoris, but like, you know, it was, it was great. I took lots of baths. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So then what did that transition look like from exploring yourself to exploring with a partner? So I really, you know, like by this time I was 13, 14 years old and I just wanted to fuck. Like I just, I was kind of dorky. I didn't really have many friends. I just was like, I'm a beautiful woman, girl And I want to fuck someone like, why won't I just want some, you know, like I don't even, they don't have to be my boyfriend. Like I'm totally fine, you know, with just, and then, you know, kind of did some personal growth and not personal growth. I started doing drugs, stopped being a cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) Personal growth, I guess like it did grow me up in a lot of ways and then started hanging out with like wait can I can I ask what kind of drugs you started doing and and maybe how it affected you or your sex life acid was my first drug oh wow what like I know and (laughs) just I literally in my cheerleading uniform like went from totally like straight vanilla like everything and then there was this one guy in drama class that was super hot and he was like oh I have this acid I was like "Uh, I'll do it my boyfriend broke up with me and I'm depressed and whatever and I it just blew my mind open like nothing was ever the same and just it was actually the only drug I did for probably six months ish and I did it often and it just you know just blew my world open and and It really speaks to, 
you know, people at, at all ages try, you know, now that they, they're doing like ketamine and acid yeah. and mushrooms and, and taking people on these journeys, like it really blew my world open and yeah. my view and just made me see the colors in life. And, um, I'm really happy that I had that experience in my younger years because I think it's guided me in, a, you know, through my life and living my life authentically and <clears throat> being open-minded to experiences in general. So, and just because I have an inkling that we have some younger listeners, cause I get messages sometimes, although my response always has to be like, Hey, I can't really talk to you cause you're under 18, but thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Have any adults guidelines or advice that you would say just in case they're listening right now as say don't, there's a 13 14 year old don't do it at 13 and 14 don't do it from some random guy in drama class um there's a lot of friends that i lost mm. um, because they didn't stop at a little spiritual growth yeah. um, a lot of people died that i know and a lot of people ruined their lives and the more mature you are when you can have experiences like sex and drugs and any adult experience, just wait, you know, until you have the presence of mind to be able to make better judgments because you don't, I mean, I, I'm heavily tattooed and my first one was at 18. Yeah. I serious. I think you should be at least 25. Uh, yeah about what's going to be on your body for the rest of your life mm -hmm. less what's going to be inside your body for the rest of your life because that while it opened my worldview I didn't graduate high school I didn't go to college I have a you know who knows there right. were a lot of extenuating circumstances of course but my memory you know and and what's the tipping I always wonder you know my friends who passed away or who ended up addicted to drugs, what was the tipping point for them? Because yeah. I could have gone down that road as well. I got lucky, you know, it's a gamble. So gambling with all that serious stuff at 13, 14 years old, it's just better. Sex is better. Everything's better, like at, you know, a later date. So I, I lead. <laughs> I think that is excellent context and now that that's out of the way, let's dive into some of the specific details you remember. So you said you always felt bisexual or you always were. I mean, it sounds like your really early explorations were. We're all female. Yeah. Okay. Just some convenience, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, I mean, in high school, I desired women and pursued them. Was and your first partner experience with a male or female? Male. Okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess male, but, but very soon after female. Um, and then lots of threesome situations or, you know, I mean, it was just very fluid from the beginning, which, you know, wasn't extremely common. Yeah. You know, people weren't as out when I was a teenager. Yeah. They are now, which is now it's just amazing. Yeah. So how was it navigating that? Like, did you hit on women or as, I mean, as a kinky submissive who's bisexual, yeah. I have a hard time approaching women. Yeah. I know. It's so hard. I get still, I still get like middle school, like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, what do we do? Like, and especially I, like 
the submissive thing. It's like, how do I pursue yeah. a woman when I'm not, it's very complicated. Um, but I definitely didn't know I was kinky or submissive until like three years ago. Okay. Um, Ooh. I, think, I, I think I always had those tendencies in general, but I never really knew how to label them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a lot more, it's, it's easy for a, a woman, I think to be, or in, in general, I think it's like widely accepted. Like you can be bisexual, like, oh, that's so sexy. You know, they'll go with women and they'll go with men and it's very culturally acceptable. Yeah. And so easy on me. I mean, there was no stigma at all. I mean, you know, I was beyond having sex and doing drugs and blah, blah, blah. I mean, right. there's no stigma really there. So I got off easy, really, yeah. with my sexuality. So so from there, will you just give us an overview of what the next few decades looked like for you, sexually speaking? So I got married um, to a guy I met in high school, and we weren't high school sweethearts or anything. It was way too cool for that. Um, <laughs> How old we, were you when you got married? Uh, 22. Okay. 22. Again, you're too young. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do it. Like, just get a tattoo at 25. Get married at 35. You'll be good. Oh, great. I'm right on track then. I'm right on track. <laughs> so I got married. Um, to a guy I met in high school, um, we were sexually adventurous, and he distributed pornography. That was his family business. Um, so again, here I am, like you know, knee deep in magazines, and because that's pretty much it was magazines and DVDs. And he ended up producing some porn um, when we were married, but I never was. I, we made a movie. Who knows where that shit is. <laughs> Thank God it was back then. It's like not online at all. And we, I, again, I don't think we had the label of kinky. <clears throat> we had a few threesomes and whatever, but he ended up cheating on me with my, at 22, by the way, my 18 year old receptionist at my work. And if it didn't happen to me, I truly wouldn't believe that this happened, but I, they thought I was going to be out of the house for the night. I came in with cat food because my cat hadn't eaten. And I was like, oh, I got to go home and feed my cat. And I walked in. I was like, what's that noise? What is that? And I walked back into the bedroom and they're literally fucking. And to this day, my biggest regret is not kicking the shit out of him. But I'm the most gentle person. Yeah. Never. I'm so like, I wish I could find her and be like, I'm so sorry. I hit you. Like, yeah. You didn't just, you weren't the one who was married. And so then we divorced and, um, and, uh, I was single and really, you know, enjoying fucking random people and fuck buddies and met my second husband and didn't want a relationship and ended up, you know, connecting and he was very vanilla. I mean, we had very fulfilling sex, but very vanilla like yeah. extremely and what, what kind uh, of vanilla like what do you classify as very vanilla how long I, did it last was it just like missionary stuff or i mean 
very few positions, very yeah. little oral sex, but we, our bodies for whatever reason fit. I yeah. mean, we, yeah. we would come together like nine times out of 10. Yeah. Um, and so it was fulfilling and you get all those chemicals and those endorphins. And I really think that kept us married for five years longer than we should have been. <laughs> you know, we were married for 15 years and it was like, wow. God, chemically, if we're this fucking, yeah, it, you know, I can't, you know, and, father of my kids and yeah stuff it really carried it a long way because I'm a very sexual person and that meant something to me totally um, but very not adventurous I mean never even considered other partners I mean just from that experience of my first husband cheating on me I was very I'm very faithful mm-hmm. you know now I'm just very honest yes yes and, you know so we but about a year and a half in, or no, about a year and a half into us dating, I was considering breaking up with him because you start to see like that real person. And he definitely was not okay with alcohol and not yeah. a very good person. And I was about to break up with him and then found out I was pregnant with my first son. Wow. And just, and I was like, well, let's do this, you know, like, yeah. well, I, let's have the baby and get married and do all the things. And I had a second boy. And, you know, really worked on it and work. And the, the biggest gift that that gave me was, uh, well, two, three gifts, my boys. Yeah. And, and, you know, just knowing that I worked on myself really hard because I wanted my, I wanted to leave my marriage knowing that I did everything I could yeah. and I fix alcoholism. So yeah. I left marriage knowing that I did everything I could. So I entered into now a 40 year old experience with my shit together. And after the initial uh, shock of being divorced and, and figuring out that my life was, as I knew it was going to be totally different. You know, I spent a lot of time just depressed and on the couch and couldn't really figure my shit out. And then it was like the world lit up like that first time I did acid, you know, it was just, I was in like a hyper state for a year. I mean, my laugh changed my, my, my energy, just everything about it. It was like technicolor. It was just an amazing awakening. It was brilliant. I mean, I can't, and, and to the point where after that, like around a year, when things started to normalize and I wasn't in that manic high state yeah. here, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, this is normal. Okay. Okay. Now I can just be happy and set like a normal person. It was just wild because I had, wait, I had built up myself and, and worked so hard on keeping myself a, barely alive and just sustaining life that now all those efforts were tenfold and without something tamping me down, like a negative relationship, I was able to just build, like really be exuberant, like spread that happiness around. It was really beautiful. That's I, amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Wait, how long ago was that? Just timeline wise? Okay. Uh, I think three years. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, I just built that happiness back and, you know, was just like, now I'm ready to fuck. I was shut down, you know, like totally shut down, 
you know, who I don't even remember like mm-hmm. math meeting or whatever. And Halloween three years ago, this friend of a friend, you know, I was like shut down. Friend of a friend, this 25 year old guy, super hot, super drunk at a bar, you know, Halloween. And it was great because I was dressed in drag. Yes. <laughs> it was so crazy. And, um, and just, we made out and I was like, fuck. Yes. yes. Like, all I need this back in my life. And, you know, he kind of disappeared and, um, which is good. Cause he was 25. I was like, <laughs> great. Go. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to fuck. So I was like, how do I do this? You know? And, you know, cause when I met my, my second husband, I mean, we, had, I barely had a computer, you know, we didn't, we had black, we had no smartphones, no right. app, no nothing. So that was very, there was, so I joined Tinder, total learning curve, but like within a few months I was like, oh, I get it. You know, there's certain, it's just navigating it at first. It was weird. And then you kind of get the hang of it. But the second person I started seriously chatting with happened to be a dom. And I had, I mean, I hadn't even watched or, or read or anything, the 50 shades shit. Like right, I, right. I was like, that's fucking housewife bullshit. I'm not like reading soft porn. Like I'm way better than that. Yeah. Um, also, okay. it doesn't have consent, at least in the movie. I have not read the book. It doesn't have explicit consent built in. Like she seems like she's getting pressured the whole time. Like it doesn't yeah. seem like it's a thing she wants to do. So I find that alarming. I still have not, uh, on principle, read or watched those. I, I did, like, one late night, like, it was on HBO or something, and I yeah. watched half the movie, and I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. I watched part so. of it. I had a problem with the way that they didn't address explicit consent, but I love the way the dungeon looks. Like, I want to have a fancy dungeon. <laughs> well, I should watch it. I mean, Just for the dungeon. Fucking dungeon sector. And I and to be very clear, I would take Jamie what's his name? Jamie Dornan? Oh no, is that uh I would take him as a Dom for sure. Yeah. Especially I mean, if he was super rich. Yeah, for sure. The super rich part, I'm like, Damn, No, it's insane. It's insane. We can afford all the dungeons. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just, so we need all the money. So all the dungeons, have- all the time in the world to have yeah. sex while well, your businesses just chug on and you can just exactly. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Really- I I was telling my friend who's staying with me uh, during this strange, strange time, if things go really, really badly, I think I would make a great sex slave of a warlord. Just saying. <laughs> I think I have a role. Have you seen the movie Labyrinth? No. Oh, like the, yeah. Was, the... Bitch, how can you not want to be the goblin <laughs> Like a queen? You know, like David Bowie wants you to be his sex slave. That's how I read it at 16. Totally. You can say yes. What's your problem? Yeah, no, I could totally, I'm like, yeah, I'll serve your ass. Totally. Whatever. That's how, I mean, that's, that's how I feel. I understand that's not how everyone might feel. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so, so this Dom. So this Dom, you know, he, I, I mean, I wish, I wish it was the good old days when we were writing notes and letters to each other because yeah. then I'd have like a, a, like for real record of our first conversations but yeah. basically here I am in this heightened state 
you know, it's like every day is like a treasure hunt, you know, and it's an adventure yeah. and I'm just on. And here's this person who introduces this lifestyle that I knew nothing about. And it's like, I'm a child, like yeah. candy for the first time. And I'm like asking questions and like, you know, why do you like to hurt people? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm not really a sadist. And I'm like, what does that even mean? But you're, you know, like I had no concept about Totally. It. Yes. I remember that shift happening in my brain going from like, oh, it's this thing where you get tied up to like, oh, it's got layers. Oh, yeah. it has meaning. Yeah. Oh, people take care of each other. Oh my God, I can get what I want and all these things I didn't know that I wanted. Oh my God, I can feel safe and enjoy my body and also like get fucked like crazy. Yes. What? I mean, you totally get it. I obviously, I mean, that's, that's it. That it was the layers and it was just electrifying. Can I mean, you, I, can I ask specifically like what you first explored with him or what, like me, I had a really clear moment of like deep throating and blowjobs for my own personal and then like exploring anal sex with him for this, you know, so like what? Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. What were the pieces, like the explicit details that kind of fell into place for you? I mean... It was just that surrender. I mean, there was no fit. So we had a lot of like texting really because I was traveling. He was traveling. I have my kids 50% of the time. Yeah. So it was like our time was so like face to face physically was so small, but it was a lot of, you know, I wasn't ready for an emotional relationship at all. I've only recently really engaged in opening up my heart and you know, so I was a fuck toy. I yeah. was just a physical, it was just sex. And can you, can you explain your relationship with the word fuck toy? Just so people so, can understand. Just it, like an emotionless, like, like that vagina you find at a sex shop, yeah. you know, like just a nameless, faceless, 
place to put your cock. And how did that make you feel? It was, I felt really good about it. I felt like it was this sexual identity outside of myself, outside of my real life that I could live in. And, you know, we didn't, there was good morning, good night texts, but like, we didn't say like, so what are you up to today? It was like, Hey, fuck toy. Like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm exercising. Okay. I want you to go over here and I want you to masturbate and take a picture. And it was a lot of like, it was a life of treasure. You know, it was like tasks and, um, it gave me this little like gold nugget to kind of have to myself. Like, you know, I go to pick up my kids and I have this explicit sexual text messaging going on beforehand. It was just this really private, lovely thing um, that was completely away from real life. And it was this total fantasy and it just, it was brilliant. I mean, it really showed me. And then when we did, and, and my best friend who's super vanilla, like she got to experience all of this. She got to, yes. Like she would just be like, but you know, mouth. Yeah. She would be like, why are you doing this? You know, what is the, and, and to explain everything to her was yeah. also working it out for myself. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, just, it really, you know, having to describe it to someone who wasn't living it, you know, all those questions of, you know, why, you know, why do you hate women? And, and why, you know, why do you have to tie someone up and beat them? You know, what is the, like, so you're going to be this helpless thing. And it's like, no, you have all the power and it's, you know, it's about the communication and it's about all the conversations. It's not just going and like fucking some guy party. It's like, you have a whole guideline. I mean, I remember when he sent me like the, the yes and no, like the hard no's list, filling that out Yeah, in the car, waiting for my kids to get out from soccer. out that list and being like scat what the fuck is yeah. that you know yeah like, yeah it was really an amazing thing to have like a whole guideline list of what I wanted to do and didn't want to do and then even the stuff you know that I was like I'm not sure to have a conversation with him about what that was and be like oh I guess I am into that you know or get maybe not into that And instead of just some random, you know, you know, guy at a party, it was really special. Yeah. And I, my experience with like randomish people at parties or that I just meet in the world is like you sort of fumble through and hope that you land on something good. And then, then you gush about like, oh, this was great sex, but you had no idea why, or like, maybe you can't do it again because there's not the like underlying foundation or connection of like safe I don't know so uh I feel what you're saying can you outline for us were there any new things that you tried or everything Everything. I mean everything was new I everything I mean I you know my sexual history up until that point was just very blowjobs and 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 fucking I mean there was not really beyond you know having sex with women or including more people, it it was very basic. It was like basic, it was very basic. Can you tell us 
specific details of what, you know, or, or if you want to draw from some of your favorite moments of different play sessions with, with Adam, like what are some of the things that you enjoyed for the first time that were new? Like highlights? The yeah. Highlights. Yeah, the highlights real. Like if you could take all your favorite or like most heightened moments from the times you had together. <laughs> so the, my first Dom, he was, it was great. I mean, he was so, he was so high protocol, you know, very like, okay, when you come to my house, come, you know, dressed in heels and a dress, when you enter the room, draw the blinds, get on your knees, you know, like it was like, you could not say the any, it was strict guidelines, which yeah. was so fucking amazing. You know, so nice to give up complete control, you know, as a controlled person yeah. who has to deal with life and kids and work and blah, 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 just to completely be a fuck toy. You know, it was like, just let it all go. Mm -hmm. Here's what you do. Here's what you say, everything. And I just remember like the first few times, um, the first time, you know, going into his house and being instructed yeah, and just shaking like a leaf, like not yeah. knowing what was going to happen, but going through like the first time feeling a pinwheel against my skin and wondering, and I'm blindfolded and wondering, is he cutting me? Yeah. Like being, and, but just like letting that, okay. Like I know he's, you know, at that point we've spoken so much and we had built such a, you know, safe words and uh, guidelines. I knew he wouldn't hurt me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Otherwise like, you can't give up control. Correct. You know? And yeah. I was able to completely give myself a hundred percent. So highlight reels. There's a few times the cops have been called on me in the past three years for fucking and <laughs> one of the times, so he had me, uh, I couldn't hear. He had, uh, like gun, you know, earmuffs on me. So I yeah. couldn't hear myself, um, blindfolded, wrapped in saran wrap, totally immobilized with a wand on my, my clit and just, making me come over and over. And he lived in an apartment building. I don't know what he was thinking, but I'm loud anyways. And then I couldn't hear myself. And here I am having forced orgasm over forced orgasm. And all of a sudden he goes, he's st everything stops and he pulls off the, the earphones and he's like, Psh. and I'm like, what? And I hear the, like, um, you know, the, uh, the, radio of the cops like out his outside his door like crackling and knocking on his uh, oh my god and they're like we uh we got some reports of a lady screaming have do you know where it's coming from oh my god and we're just laying there on the ground of his apartment and there's very few times we were real with each other you know where it wasn't yeah mom said thing and we're both just like oh my god oh my god like oh my god they're gonna I'm like, should you unwrap me? Like, what is it? <laughs> How are we going to convince them this is consensual? Like, this looks so bad. I'm on the ground. <laughs> there are various forms of torture all around your living room. Like, what should we do right now? <laughs> what did you do? We just laid there silently. And then the cops left. Oh, my gosh. 
And that you said there were three times? <laughs> Multiple, what? just more than once? The second time was just basic, really. I mean, it was... <laughs> just basic. That, it was just basic, you know. I'm loud and... And, you know, when you're hearing slapping and yeah. daddy, daddy, no, like yeah. over and over, neighbors yeah. get sick of that shit. So, yeah. Yeah. so neighbor finally call and, oh my God. Have, you know, hat in hand come and like, I'm so sorry to even have to say this. Like, you know, I'm like, my neighbor's crazy. My kids are, you know, during the day and pr- like, I don't party, blah, blah, blah. He's like. There's sounds of a sexual nature. <laughs> just everyone was kind of like, and my daddy and I were just like, we burst out laughing, and the poor cop was just so sorry he had to even do it. Like he wasn't even, it wasn't judgy or no, it's just he just was like, I can't believe I have to tell you to stop fucking so loud, you know? So and we're like, it's fine, we're moving anyway. Like we'll be okay. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. Wow. <laughs> wow. And what amazing details. Okay. So I've never been tied up in saran wrap before. How did that feel? Do you love it? Have you done it more than once? Have you been tied up other ways? I have a thousand questions. So many, so many ways. <laughs> but yeah, that was really my, the beginning of my saran wrap fetish. I mean, who, you know, it's like, as you go through, like, who would know? Yeah. Yes, please wrap me in saran yeah. wrap, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's then now on my bucket list. Wait, so have you done late? Sorry, I'm too excited. Okay. I have not. There's been no... Latex is so complicated, I feel like. You know, it's like, just wrap it. All of it's complicated unless someone else wants to do it. Well, that's the thing. I want to find a latex dom. I was talking to one briefly. He disappeared. I don't know. You know, but it's like, I want to find someone who's into it. And so that I can be... Same with tying. Like, I'm like, you're into tying? Tie me up. But like, I don't, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm submissive. You don't know, right? Yeah. And so it's really about like collecting those people who can give you those experiences yeah. and, and, and being, you know, on the receiving end, giving them their experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, it's just about finding those people that have, you know, it's like, try me, yeah. you know, what am I into? What am I not into? Yeah. I don't know. Try it. Yeah. You know? I want to try it. Yeah. Everything. So, um, so it's just kind of been like that was that time. And, and so I've had that first dom. And then there was a point where I was like, I don't want to be a fuck toy anymore. Mm-hmm. I want you to, I want to be human, you know, and that's just not where we were. And I couldn't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. So I had to let that go, which was then I was just like lost, you know. I do know. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. And having this day-to-day guide, you know, and just really having that connection with someone, I I was lost. I I really, it was the first, you know, big breakup I had since my teen years. And it hurt. I was really lost. It was crazy. And so I started going on kinky apps. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you were listening to this, You are probably like me, and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say, the night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Which ones have you used and do you recommend any of them? And are you on FetLife? I am on FetLife. I can't recommend any of the apps. I got really lucky. There's one called Pink. And I actually found my second, like, daddy dom on that site. Never had any other fruitful conversations. It was just, like, total kismet that we connected that way. But, and then FetLife, I mean, you know, it's turned into a social, it's kinky Facebook at this point. And I do have real-life sexy friends that we connect with on FetLife or, you know, kind of, share like braggy photos and stuff like that and enjoy that kind of stuff but do you, um, do you know them in real life or is are they fet only friends oh you do um i don't connect with there's no randoms on fet that i connect with they're all oh, cool. really real life friends who we have various sex parties and go to different events with each other or in different groups different combos of the same group But it's fun. You know, I think it's mostly, you know, just more exhibitionism and a way to find out about sex parties and and different lifestyle people. It's it exposes you. It's I think it's a great tool to expose yourself into that whole like, well, I don't know if I like it. Maybe I do. You know, and it's going down like that path and being like, whoa, that person's fucked up. Oh, wait, maybe I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know, kinked and then there's field and, yeah. you know, like Tinder is so, <clears throat> I don't even have that app anymore. I don't yeah. Think. yeah. You know, I'm actually off all the apps because I've got my partners. It's like so I can you tell like, us about your partners and like sexually, what do you get differently from each of them? Not, not in details that would like compromise them, but just like, how does it feel having these different people? How do you think about it in your own mind? So we're all so different. You know, we all give each other different things. And I can't imagine ever being with one person yeah. at one time ever again, unless it just happens to be between different partners. Right. You know, the connection you have with, you know, a married couple 
is completely different than the connection you have with your daddy, completely different than the connection you have with a dom, like a dom separately. Can or, you say specifically what it feels like to you? Like, how does your relationship with your couple feel? How does your relationship, and if there are any sex specific things that you do with one partner or partners that you don't do with others? Okay, so I'll start with, there's, I, I do everything with every partner except anal and coming on my face. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty much the only things I don't do with anyone except my daddy. Mm -hmm. And that is even the coming on my face was a hard, 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 hard no for a long time. Face or hair. Okay. Just, it's so random. It's like, I'll swallow your cum yeah. all day long. Like, see, fuck my face until I can't breathe. But yeah. still on my face oh <laughs> why do you know why I, it's just a I feeling just, it's just too far mm. like for whatever reason that is degradation that I can't I don't know why mm. I really explored it because I actually had a really hot dommy Australian <gasps> accented hot body like all the kinks were aligned and he was like if I can't come on every part of my property I can't can't be mine. Oh and wow! Hey, thank you very much. Like the, you know, good good luck to you. Have yeah. you know, it was like we yeah. never together, and that was the reason. Yeah. I and I explored deeply. I was like, fuck, maybe I can get over this. Like this guy's fucking hot as fuck. You know, on my face thing, and I just and I only recently gave it to my daddy because mm. I felt it. Yeah, like, I felt it. I was like, I want it. That's oh. awesome. <gasps> yeah every bit of me and it wasn't a conscious choice it just felt really right yeah and yeah so um but partner to partner it's always evolving you know there's never you know just as with you know a monogamous relationship you keep evolving in your connection and you know the couple that I'm seeing they actually we started seeing each other when I was still with my first dom so almost two and a half years ago. Wow. And they were really the people who showed me that I did have a heart, you know, that I did, I wasn't just a fuck toy, that I did have space in my life for connection emotionally with people I was fucking. And they really modeled a poly lifestyle for me, a swinger-ish lifestyle, like multiple partners, Managing that within their married relationship, like they really set a tone for me so that I could see that the poly lifestyle was achievable. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that all sounds extremely aspirational, like the, your life as you just. So your daddy is the partner that you're quarantined with. Yeah. And are you, are the kids there? Are you kinky there? When do you, no. Okay. <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend when the okay. kids are around, you yeah. know, and he is really the, I mean, after three years, the first person, I mean, the couple that I see, they have been at like Christmas events and things now is just like my friends yeah. and you know, my kids don't need to know Yeah, this is my sex life. Yeah. You know, if, if I moved in with the couple, that would be another conversation, you know, right. but we're not living together. We see each other, you know, two or three times a month, max, you know, they don't need to be part of that. Totally. Part of like, I've definitely said like, daddy, like asking, and my, he's like, Shh, your kids are here. I'm a fuck. 
hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh man, and and around Vanilla Friends, you know, they uh, they all know. Yeah, but still the daddy little girl. To it, I still don't want to explain that to. I will be like, I had crazy, like sex party dicks and pussies all over me but still the daddy little girl thing is such a like people just like don't get it you know they're like that's gross yeah like how is that different from pedophilia and it's like yeah. oh I just don't get it I mean and it was I wrestled with the BDSM stuff like I I accepted pretty easily but when I started with my first daddy dom and like going into like, Ooh, I really like it when I wear cotton panties yeah. and he touches me over my panties and like kind like inappropriate shit, like molesting. Yeah. 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 I was like, how do I fucking justify this yeah. to my spirit? Yep. You know, I would never share that with any of my friends, you know, like not, but you know, just kind of coming to a place where it's like, that's my kink. Yep. It's just, it doesn't have anything to do with real life situations. It's my fantasy yeah. and it's my time in the bedroom with my daddy and I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know? Yeah. Just don't think too much about it. Totally. <laughs> totally. And But it's also keeping it in the realm of safety because it's, you know, you've communicated about it. Right. Can you share with us some of your sex party experiences? What are they like? How do you find them? Do you know the people there? What do you do when you get there? God, I mean, the first, it, it's been such a journey of finding, like, I really feel like it took me a few years of, like, finding my people. Yeah. And, you know, from one person, oh, you go to sex party, well, which sex party? And, you know, just kind of finding your cult and then, meeting someone and then building a group and yeah. now like it's like a, a social gathering and at first I went to one that was very elitist mm -hmm. and just uh, it was really very wealthy people voyeurs who were I was like where's the sex like yeah. what is the point here I was like okay well that's definitely not my my tribe you know like I need to find like people who are like-minded and I found a party called Kinky Salon that's very sex positive, you know, queer positive. Um, just, it basically is like Burning Man with co like costumes and sex. Like just, you know, they do like a fun burlesque to start and then, you know, you can, and you don't have to fuck, yeah. you know? don't have to even go into the sex rooms everyone is very I mean you think the consent aspect of all of my life is so important and in my tribe in my culture consent is number one I mean no one will touch you without asking no one will do Beautiful. anything without asking you know obviously BDSM or I don't know obviously but everything's consensual. You know, you spell out everything before I, I've gotten to the point where there are no random guys. I fuck at a party. Yeah. I know what, you know, we all know what we're signing up for in the beginning. because It is going to be an amazing experience. Yeah. And if not, it's like, love you. Let's be friends. You totally. know, 
but just kind of going into it knowing like, no, that's a little too late. Like when I was younger and, you know, in my teens, twenties and just like fucking and so many people and all the time. And it was never like, I never felt like I had the permission to say that's too rough. Yeah. Want it this way you know, start out soft and then kind of work your way up. And, you know, I get that vibrator and put it on my pussy, you know, stick your finger in my ass, whatever it is, like the gift of being able to use your voice and ask for what you want, I think is so special. And I, for my generation, I think that that's just, and, and past generations, I think it's just unheard of Yeah, and how it's so, joyful to say exactly what you want and get it or exactly what you don't want and not get it. And so being part of this, you know, these sex parties, and now I've got kind of a group where, you know, we, everyone's kind of fucking, everyone kind of knows each other. There's extracurricular activities that don't involve fucking, but kind of devolve into fucking. Like what? Like, what does that mean? Like, (laughs) you know, get togethers where it's like, let's do this art project. And then, you know, and then there's fucking, you know, or, you know, it's just very, it feels very organic. It's like, I've got a really rich vanilla friend group, really rich, very fulfilling. I've got a really rich family life. And now I have this really rich sex friend life. And it's so it's amazing. Yeah. Like I really like um, feel so grateful that I've had a few people in my life who have, including my daddy, who've made it so comfortable to be this sexual and to feel a part of a greater thing. So it, yeah. Does your daddy take the parties? Do you typically go together and does he like drive them or how does it work? No, I, I think I actually have ish and it's, but it took me a long time to be able to bring him into that group atmosphere, like to feel comfortable that he, you know, because years and years of monogamous, you know, relationships, you know, kind of train you to think, you know, he's going to come in and be jealous and prevent me. I, you know, for the, before I really like brought him into a like traditional boyfriend role into my life, I was like my own person, you know, I got to fuck whoever I want or not, or go home with whoever and have all the dicks and all the pussies. And was like, are you going to come into this and want me to kowtow to you and be this daddy little girl? Like, you know, like, how does that look out in the real world? And I'm really grateful that he is not like, he wants me to live my best life. <gasps> he wants to give me all of those things and he's game for it. You know, oh he, in my vanilla life and in my kinky life, every worry I had about him taking away has been gone the opposite direction and he's enriched it and that's like really the only reason why I've opened my heart and my home and my kids I mean you know to him yeah. specifically because you know 
he adds to all these things. So it's fun to have, and to the point where, I mean, I'll say like, I want to do this on my own. And then I go and I'm like, she's here actually, you know? Yeah. Oh, so gross. <laughs> but yeah. What? Oh, so, <laughs> um, yeah. The first time that I realized that he could be, you know, it, like to have a real like primary partner instead of being the unicorn or yeah. being the, you know, one of many in the, in the party to really feel like I had this, this partner and then being able to also be a total slut in front of him. You know, we, the first time it was like the beginner's guide too. So I highly recommend you take your partner there's a new beach in San Diego. Yes. Beach. Lux Beach. We, I went there in August. <laughs> and we're laying there and there's this guy and he's just doing laps back and forth. It was a cloudy day. We're like, you know, let's just go. We're camping nearby. Anyway. Let's just yeah. go. And there's a guy walking back and forth with this like huge hard on. <laughs> gorgeous cock, you know? And I'm like, but I'm like, God, I, someone should suck that cock. And, and daddy's like, well, you should. I'm like, oh my God, like I totally can't, you know, like I just, I don't know. And he goes, okay, if he walks back here, you're sucking his cock. And I'm like, please don't make him come back here. Please don't make him, but also please, please, please make him come. So conflicted. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, I get that. Conflicted. And so the guy comes back and he's like, daddy's like, hey, she wants to suck your cock. And he comes up and like, I don't, maybe we spoke a few words. We didn't even exchange names. And I start sucking his dick and like looking at daddy and just like, to and the guy's just like, he died and went to heaven, you know? And I feel like that's what each single man who goes there hopes for. Like that's his fantasy. And that's amazing that you did it. It was so, I mean, that's a lot of like any of those situations where it's like, it's so fun to know it to me it's the biggest turn on like i am fulfilling this person's yes. family you know because yes. that's what guys fucking jerk off to their whole lives and then all of a sudden it's happening what a gift <laughs> you know like we should all be dream makers i mean know? i i like it the people yeah. who like it should definitely go forth and make these things happen absolutely so i mean you know and i'm like and deep throating girl oh, oh my god I feel you a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. Like it's a, it's a craft. I love it. I like short of throwing up on someone. Yeah. It. Have you ever thrown up on someone though? Cause I've only thrown up a little bit in my mouth and then gotten it yeah. back down. That, yeah. No, not, it hasn't actually come. <sighs> Amazing. Anyway. So that was on black speech. That was like truly like, you know, having this guy's cock in my mouth and looking at daddy and just seeing how much it turned him on. Yeah. He a slut. And just knowing that, I, like, he wanted me to go forth and suck all the cocks. It was like a first, you know, kind of introduction into this person isn't, this turns him on. It's not just like going, circling back around to like the high school and being bisexual. It's not just yeah. this idea of what we were taught from pornography or whatever it is it's truly our kink it's truly what we live day to day 
and he wants me to go forth and be a slut. That's amazing. Yeah. And just introducing him into the couple, like that was a big thing. Yeah. And into this whole life that I lived on my own. And now I've got this partner who's not like a weight, you know. Totally. I mean, I just, as I'm hearing you talk, I personally am being filled with so much hope because you are kind of living the type of life that I aspire to live. And since I got throat herpes, deep throating has been, you know, I haven't dated since November. Like I've just been off because I'm like paralyzed, you know, and, and now we're not touching each other. So it's a very strange opportunity to kind of get to know people. But um, but what I want to highlight as I'm listening to you is it sounds like the difference too is it's not just fulfilling male gaze fantasies. It's the idea that like sometimes that overlaps with female fantasies. And when you find the right partner and the right people, it's not like we're doing this for them. It's like as much for us as it is for that partner. Really well said. Um, Okay. So do you have time to just do a few kind of rapid fire, anything we didn't cover for my question list? Okay. Okay. So we've actually covered most of these. Um, (laughs) So what are your biggest sexual turnoffs? Turnoffs? What do I get turned off by? What are my turn offs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking like psychologically. Like, what do I like? Just, I guess, people who aren't authentic. Yeah, that's you a know, big one. Like, honesty is like my biggest turn on. You know, I just, fuck yeah. You seem like they're not being honest souls are honest with me it's that's yeah yeah love um fantasies are there any that you have in mind that you haven't explored yet or any that you had that you did explore (laughs) what have i not explored like literally everything you could imagine have you done like a gangbang like a something that's just my fantasy so i'm always talking about it so i recently was a fluffer at a game Ooh. yeah so i got to suck lots of dicks it was amazing oh it my was- god that's so cool so you would like prep for the fucking yeah so that the guys while they weren't in her they could get hard in me oh my I- god that's so cool i know and that's the closest i want to get to a game Cool. And then she, who was the center of attention of this gangbang, was there somebody kind of like regulating it or how did it run? Her her, uh, keeper, I believe is what they, she's his pet. Oh, I love Um, that. Keeper and pet. I love that. Yeah. She's a little kitty. And they actually co-donned me. (gasps) Yeah. Cool. Five, five, five doms talked me a couple weekends ago I couldn't sit for three days like it was pretty intense it was really the most intense like pain journey I have been on would you would you feel comfortable if this is even possible because I know my brain doesn't necessarily remember things to just like say a few things that you remember from that session specifically I mean I remember like so like going so deep into subspace because it hurt so bad that one of the dons was taking my picture and I knew he was taking my picture and I wanted for a moment to have fun 
So I took myself out of that space and I did like silly look at the camera and the pain overwhelmed me completely. Like it was like, oh no, you can't go anywhere else in your mind other than real deep because this fucking hurts. Yeah. So it was really, really crazy. Oh my God. Did you get crazy bruises or marks? Girl, (laughs) it's nasty. Like no one, like unless you're into it, it's bad. No, I get it. Oh, I get it. To see that shit. Like unless they want to see it. Totally, totally. I mean, I'm just now like two weeks later, there's some faded bruises, which is very sad. Yeah, I feel you. I (laughs) feel you. This is gone. And then, and then just sitting there while like a hundred clothespins were clipped on every little pinch. That's of so intense. It was so fucked up because the pain, it just is so all over you and it's radiating. Like as it's, it's different than a cane or a whip or it's just a very generalized, it, the, I'm not a fan of those close pins. It's a lot. It's not a thing I want to do regularly, but it's a thing I'm very glad to have done a couple times. Yeah. It's, I, it's like, it's like experiencing your threshold, yeah. you know? Yes. It's just like any, like, you know, good feeling, you know, with masturbate, you know, it's like what feels good, what yeah. feels bad, what, you know, it's just a fun explore. Oh, amazing. But they were, so the keeper and the, the kitty, they, were part of this coat, this Dom situation. And he gave her the gangbang for Valentine's day. I always wanted to do it. And he rented out a dungeon, you know, had like a theme, like music. Oh my God. 10 guys that I fucked most of them with gorgeous cocks and heels and they just went at her for hours and she was covered in everything. And I was like, I think that's, that's not something I want to do, <laughs> but she, it was a fucking bucket list and she loved it. And it was beautiful to watch wow. and beautiful to watch their, like <sighs> these kinky were so kinky and it's so amazing. And we want to give each other all these like, really outside the box experiences and it's really just i mean that to me is a valentine's day gift totally i don't want a fucking ring or a necklace <laughs> i feel you i totally like, feel you me. like that sounds great yeah Not my face, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah stay away from the face for me it's uh nostrils and ear like inner ear i'm just like keep it out of there and i'm fine with the rest i don't even mind it getting like on my you know i don't want it in my eye but like close eye fine nostrils can't do like that just weirds me out Wild. i know i just it's like a Weird texture yeah <laughs> i know right okay uh can i actually ask you i just launched a penis poll which is not just for pe- penis people but um is for all body parts can i like rapid fire ask you those and then we'll wrap up i'm just calling it a penis pull because i think that's a very funny name but it's about your personal body parts so tell us what are your sex organs like shape size color do you have a name for it no i don't have a name um i definitely identify with meat curtains Uh, (laughs) i learned 
to love them. I, it was very, I really did not love my vagina until I started seeing and eating them regularly. Yeah. And realized that my vagina is just like all other vaginas in that they're not, there's, you know, none of them are the same. And um, I'm grateful that my vagina feels good to other people and gives me multiple orgasms easily. And I, I love her now. I know her inner workings and outer workings and yeah. Amazing. Um, what is your clit like? Like, do you have any specific, like definitely do this, definitely don't do this kind of rules? I'm very like for as violent as I like people to be on all other parts of my body. I'm a very like soft and slow, like just very, just like make out with her and roll your tongue over and yeah. just like little fingers and little playful this and that. Um, but then, you know, after the first few orgasms, it's like, just fucking come on. <laughs> yes. Um, so you can have multiple orgasms. What's your refractory period like? Uh, very nominal. I mean, I Great. really, I, I've had where it all kind of blends in together. Usually drugs are involved in that where it just feels like a continuous orgasm. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I also, I can come over and over again. I really feel lucky. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever used a strap on? I have. I hate it. Really? It's, Why? It's a lot of work <laughs> for no reward. I'm like these poor guys too. At least they have a from it. Yeah. Like it's hard. Yeah. Guys, good yeah. job. Because pounding at a woman, it's like, whew. Yeah. It's hard. Do you have any feelings? How can I ask this clearly? Do you have any feelings that you enjoy with your genitals that are not specifically like penetration oriented? Like I really like slow humping a leg. Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm such a humper. Like, <laughs> I, I literally like I can come from humping the bed. Wow. Without any touching at all. Like I so sex dreams. I used to have sex dreams that I was humping random shit, like a soup can, a couch arm, like <laughs> a soup can is the one I can remember That's most amazing. of it for a long time. I think it was like probably pre actual sex experiences, but like, oh uh, yeah, humping, um, definitely like rubbing my lip. Yeah, like the uh, I can just kind of wiggle the right way yeah and and really turn myself on amazing that uh, calls wiggle hips i love that i'm also a very big fan of wiggling any other erogenous zones we haven't covered that are worth noting i i mean i had no idea that my nipples were very sensitive mm -hmm. like it's weird i can't i don't have a lot of feeling in them mm -hmm. because of breastfeeding yeah for years but but it actually makes my vagina wet like it's a physiological like there's it it makes me feel really good and it, I thought just because I couldn't really feel as much that it wasn't an erogenous zone that it, you know but yeah so that's a new thing and then just fucking bite me like bite my neck all the time 
sign me up for that. Like, Amazing. just and bite me. Like, it's just... Love. Then lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't. It was all part of my journey. Amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing all of these amazing details with us today. Thank you so much. This was kind of a crazy, fun thing to do. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.